0: Welcome to Make the Game. My name is Matt Hackett. This is part two of my talk with John Hackett, my brother and a AAA 3D artist with over two decades of experience making games. Let's jump in. You know, really interesting to hear um, your kind of like reluctance to talk about where you currently are. You know, like you're fairly open with, mm-hmm. with your with your past career. Um and like, you know, I, I was gainfully employed, a uh, salaried employee at my last, um, job. And I, I was pretty similar. I wasn't on Twitter very much. Um, I certainly didn't like talking about what I was working on because I, I didn't know what I could talk about. I didn't know what my, you know, manager would want me talking about. And like, <clears throat> it just didn't seem worth it to me. Like, I, you know, back in the Lost Decade Games uh days and, and when I'm doing indie stuff, I'm very vocal. I'm very like, I'll tweet out like a GIF or some screenshots and I'll tell you what I'm working on. I blog about it. And I'm very open, right? But when I'm working at a company, mm-hmm. I'm I just flip that switch off. I just shut it down. I don't I don't even put in my bio, I work here or there, and my opinions are my own. I don't, I don't talk about it at all. I it's really strange. I think it I think it's because of my prior indie career. Where there's no one who's ever gonna be like, "Hey Matt, you you're not allowed to talk about that thing that you own," and you can talk about if you want. Yeah, you know what I mean. But at a company, it was like, yeah, there were plenty. There were a handful of people who could be like, "Hey Matt, uh, you need to delete that tweet, and you now have to talk, have an awkward conversation with our HR person or whatever." You know, it, mm-hmm. it runs. It, it's on a spectrum. Where sometimes they might just be like, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't tweet that's fine," or but like, I don't want to touch it. I just, what's the point? Why even? Yeah. Set myself up for having that conversation. And it was also awkward too, where like I didn't feel comfortable talking about side projects because, I mean, you know, startup life, it's very, oh, side project, huh? You're not, there's just this kind of, you know, even. Oh, if it's do not we not have spoken, your full attention?
1: Are you yeah, not dedicated?
0: Aren't, isn't there some side project you could be doing related to the company? Or, you know, yeah. I just, I don't like that mm-hmm. either. So it just like, it just crumpled me up like a piece of paper or something. I, yeah. don't, I don't know how to put it exactly, but it's truly, really, it really shut me down. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, you You know, <laughs> I, I think that when you're in that spot and you were happy to be in that spot, that's great. But yeah. I, I guess I'm saying really, I agree with you just to be like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk like there's so much. Yeah. There's a whole vast career of things that you that you're happy to talk about. So that makes a lot of sense. But I don't know. It's interesting. There's an overall kind of larger thing where, you know, someone like me who's indie, I've, I like put myself out there and try to have like a public facing brand and stuff. And then someone like you uh you you don't have that as much like you're not very active on twitter and 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 whatever else you know like that's that's one of the differences i've seen between like you know you described your career to me as more of a triple a career right and yeah. my career's yeah. been kind of half indie and half more like web gaming company or a startup gaming company um but either way it's like my career's been a lot more like yeah you should be blogging you should be podcasting and stuff like that and yours has been kind of more like You should be specialized. You should be doing 3D art or whatever. And please don't talk about it because we're EA and we hate that (laughs) or whatever. Um, Yeah. Just interesting to see the differences there.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a cool topic. Um, And, and um, I think that it really comes down to like, I don't, I've, I've always worked for somebody I've never Mm. needed to self-promote. Right. Right. So like, yeah, like you or or any indie person who's trying to kind of push their, like, you know, if you've got a a a, if, a single, if you're a solo dev, or you got up to half a dozen people, or whatever, you're you're kind of like, you know, yeah, let's talk about what we what we're doing, and we need to get ourselves out there and all that stuff. Everywhere I've worked, it's kind of like, well, we've got marketing people for that. Like, you don't you don't need to talk Specialist. about the game. And it, yeah, yeah, and in AAA. fact, quite the opposite. They're like, right. don't like, don't talk about behind the scenes stuff. Like, no, no, no. It's like it's frowned frowned upon. Don't. Yeah talk about what the game development is like like what are you what are you nuts um why would you do that yeah like don't open the curtain
0: don't show people behind the scenes whereas on in the indie side it's like yes open the curtain yes show people behind the scenes it's almost the only interesting thing you can possibly talk about you have to show Mm -hmm. people that Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah no the triple a space it's very different I, i remember one of the coolest things was um I don't remember when Valve first did it. I think it was, I don't remember if it was with Half-Life 2 or if it was with Half-Life 2 episode one, but they released a um, a thing where you could like in the game, you could turn on like a, um, uh, like a behind the scenes mode that would put up little markers in the game and you could actually oh, like cool. click that. You could play through the game and click these little like signposts essentially, as I recall, I think that's what it was, how it was set up. And they would play like a little audio file from some of the devs talking about the development of that particular part of the game and and that stuff was just sprinkled throughout the game. And it was like, wow, that's cool. Like Mm -hmm. somebody's actually willing to talk about the behind, you know, they're, they're willing to pull back the curtain and talk about some of that stuff. And, and it's, it's the kind of thing that, and I don't think this is exclusive just to my experience at EA. I think it's most studios, most AAA studio, uh, dev studios and publishers and stuff generally frown upon it. And, and because you know, honestly, people being people, you, you can kind of only get yourself in trouble. Well, it's like, you know, yeah. like, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, you're going to get on there with your hot take. But like, guess what, if people know that your Twitter account is you and they associate you with this company, it can very easily kind of go bad. And then it's it turns into a it's just basically a, a capitalist thing. It's like you 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 can you have the you have the potential to negatively affect our bottom line and so knock it off, get off Twitter, you know, like uh, you're like
0: a risk vector, right? Yeah, there's always those stories you see mm-hmm. someone on Twitter like shows you their ass, has like a terrible take, and you're like, you know, you could have just shut up. That's that's my yeah. thing, right? And that's one of the reasons I don't I guess the reason I'm one of the reasons I don't tweet more often, or when I do, I'm not more kind of open. Like I'm a kind of person who shies away from, I just cover game dev stuff, right? Because it's middle of the road, and I know that people are going to find that
1: interesting. And on top, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not looking to be, um, you know, Hassan or Vouch or somebody who's who's like I, I'm throwing out every thought that I have in my head because that's that's going to come back and it's going to bite my company in the ass right like if, if right. you're independent you can do that stuff and so and also it's like like i said i don't have to market myself there's no i'm not i i absolutely get social media and i get the power of it and i use twitter and yeah, but like in a lurker kind it, of sense right. oh yeah the company uses it the marketing department uses it and everything and and yeah it's it's great for all that stuff but i just kind of yeah. i've learned to kind of just keep my I like when i came up here stopped using facebook i i stopped using twitter like the last thing i tweeted was like in 2012 or something like i just i kind of backed away from it i sort of moonwalked away yep. from all social media and i was like this can only, <laughs> only... back into the bushes <laughs> exactly disappear. i was like this can only bite me in the ass if i get on there and i say what i really think you know like so maybe i just kind of yeah and it's, it's easy for me because only. i'm kind of inherently introverted and you know a little bit of a hermit anyway so it's not like i'm okay. it's not like every day i have to resist the urge to like Say stupid stuff on the internet. It's it kind of comes easy for me.
0: <laughs> do you know what? Um you, you know, we we're talking about, it's really interesting how uh the game you're talking about included the stuff kind of the behind the scenes in the game. Um, and you know, game devs don't seem to do that as much anymore on AAA side, like open up the curtain. And it kind of reminds me of um, like, you know, back in the day, there's like DVDs, right? And you buy a movie and it would be like, Oh, it's packed with extras, and you'd find like a some deleted scenes and but you then you'd find like a making of featurette right yeah um and those were really cool and those seem like they're really commonplace and like my favorite example is probably not a great example because it's a super edge case but lord of the rings like the trilogy right it's that's got the best amazing, example it's the best example but it's also like not every movie is is a you know groundbreaking trilogy won multiple academy awards and just set the stage for things like game of thrones like You know, not every movie was doing the the behind-the-scenes stuff, but it seems like that stuff kind of went away when it was less. You know, like it used to be, you'd buy a DVD. There's room on the disc, so they just put a bunch of stuff on it. Now, moving towards digital, what's interesting to me is you don't really see like you'll see on you know Netflix or Amazon Prime or something. Here's the movie, and you don't usually see like here's the the behind-the-scenes featurette or something. Which brings me to a question I wanted to ask you. You've got your your original game Alter Echo on the wall there. Um, something we talked about was how, like, as an indie, I don't have any physical games, mm. right? I don't have I have nothing. That's one of the reasons I wrote my book, probably, right? How to make yeah. a video game all by yourself. Out
1: now, mm-hmm. buy a paperback, nine ninety nine
0: physical copy, fourteen ninety nine. You can see this buy it, everybody. physical proof. Yeah, buy it. Buy, go buy my book.
1: Multiple copies. But yeah, one but for I, the one for the coffee table, one for the bathroom.
0: <laughs> it's a great stocking stuff for buy it for all your kids. <laughs> but I, I honestly think that one of the reasons I was able to actually make that book is because I really be- desperately wanted something physical to hold in my hands, right? And you've had this mm-hmm. kind of career where you've had all these games. I can see them on the wall behind you. Um anyway, how do you feel about the the slide away from the physical games? You know, I think especially I would guess. In the VR space, like th- does the VR units you work with even have a slot for a cartridge or anything? You know what I mean. Like, is it no. is it fully digital, and does that bother you, or do you <clears throat> care? Do you miss having the physical things?
1: Um, I will say that I it's it's fun. It's fun to have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but yeah, like PC games generally don't do it anymore. Like, it's been a long time. I think like it's still very consoles. Um, you know, getting hard copies of stuff is still very easy. I don't yeah. even know. Can you get hard copies of most PC games still? I don't even know. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess you can. I've got collector's editions of WoW and Diablo and stuff behind me. Um, I guess you can get that stuff. But like, if you go to a GameStop or something in the mall, it's like that's not. Do you still have those in the states? If you can even video, find video game, game stores, because we've right. got them here in Canada. They, well, they, this they is one giant on. Canada ad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at real <laughs> <state>. anyway, <laughs> anyway when, I, there, when there, you eh? go in there. I don't think there's any um, space. I don't think there's any shelf space for PC games, and if there is, it's like literally one rack and just like eh, and and like here's a short little thing because everybody buys everything off of Steam basically. Like it, yeah. so, yeah, it's it's very very digital. Um, it's um yeah, and, and and VR headsets you're going through you're going through the um you're going through it's Steam or store, you're right? going through the Oculus Store or Oculus, something like yeah. that, and it's um yeah, it is all digital. The one exception to that is um um playstation vr uh if your title's big enough you know you might be able to get a print of that Uh, like i think you can go to the go to gamestop and get like a you know a hard copy of some of the better selling vr titles for psvr Mm -hmm. um but uh i don't i don't know what the bar is there for like you know where what um uh what they decide it's got to be a sales number or something where they decide like, okay, we should, we should print some of this up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it is cool. It's cool to be able to have, like I've got a box down here with a copy of every game I've ever worked on. And that's pretty cool. Uh, aside from this when I came here and everything's digital. You hear that?
0: Oh, wait, can you hear it? I don't know if you can hear it or not. No, Mike's not. But this book. Oh, you can, you can spin. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, you there it The is. pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. it's lovely. Hold the book in your hand. Feels good. Yep. To to real physical objects.
1: Yeah. It's cool, man. (laughs) Ninety (laughs)
0: nine. No, but there really is. Like just to put it on your shelf or just to have. And I think for you, like I would know. I've never made a physical game, but uh, it seems like it'd be a nice little trophy. I like I really want one. I feel and I kind of feel honestly like my window is closing. You know, Hmm. I, I think it will take me years to make one, and I think that by the time I get there they might be like like i'm like i really want to make a nintendo game and uh, i finally get there and nintendo's like we just decided we're
1: never doing that ever again right like no oh. more carts. no <laughs> no more foul tasting carts <laughs> <laughs> they look so good like tied yeah cards. um yeah it, i mean it is cool there's the trophy aspect of it there's also just the kind of the the history of of being able to go like you know, I worked on this and this and this, and, and having like some cases mm. that you can go pop, pop, pop. And like, there they are, they still exist. Whereas when you kind of told me about that revelation that you had of just kind of where you were thinking about, like, I don't have physical copies of stuff. And also if you worked at a place and that place shut down or they shut down their gaming division yes. or whatever, that those games are just sort of like, they're not, they're not on, like, I can at least say, like, I've got games that are on Steam right and you can go and you can give somebody a link and yeah. you can say there it is that like that's it but like when you don't even have that yeah i was like oh that's yeah. gotta suck where you're just like the yeah. game that i worked on is basically it's it disappeared into ether and it's just gone yeah um,
0: that feels bad dude it really does you, you you feel you feel like you're trying to like hold sand in your hands and it's just gone and you're like what what, what did i even do with my life almost you know um a wizard's lizard is still on steam it can be yours. It's on sale. Actually, right now it's like four bucks or something. There's Steam Summer stuff nice. going on, but uh, normally it's like ten bucks or something. But like a Wizard's Lizard, even with its mixed state on Steam, you know, it's like equivalent of two and a half stars on Amazon. I'm still like, yeah, <laughs> I did that. Yeah. I can still point to it, right? We're like, I was a mm-hmm. Yahoo two years. Yahoo Widgets doesn't even exist anymore. That was a great mm-hmm. website I worked on. Yeah, Raptor.com is gone. Um, there was a game I worked on like nine months. Uh, they just pulled the plug on it. Doesn't exist anymore. Maybe it'll come back someday. Probably not. Like uh, that's the thing too with my career is, especially as a JavaScript developer, a lot of my games were embedded in other people's tech. And those games, yeah, they either don't exist at all anymore, or they are like precariously being held together by other people's money and work. And the moment that they decide to stop that money and work flow, my games will disappear, and they will never function again like I can play some of them right now, like a handful mm. still online, but in 10 years, I mean, who knows? And that's, that's frustrating. Yeah. I do kind of wish I had more to show. And that's one of the reasons like, um, Oh, uh, you know what? I'll link, I'll link to my, uh, uh, what is it? Create, I don't know, creativity or something, but I, I had this, uh I had this blog where I was talking about what I liked to do is I like to print out um, I think it was like five ways to be creative right now. I think is what it's called, but like, I like to print out stuff like, I, cause I was, I had um, drawn on my iPad for like a year and I, and I was like, looking at my iPad, and it's just this little brick, you know, it's like, looks like two iPhones stuck together. And I'm like, this doesn't look like art. I, I don't look at this and see a gallery of art. So I started printing them yeah. out, put them all over my wall. And now I can kind of get a feel for that. But like, it's harder to do that with a game, especially when it's technology either doesn't exist or is no longer supported.
1: But yeah, minute, I mean, that was
0: me? <laughs> <laughs> is my pity story about only working on uh nebulous games.
1: Uh, well in a broader sense i mean we do miss um physically you know having physically having something is just is cool um like i was thinking about this recently in terms of like the amount of i have hundreds if not thousands of family pictures and videos and stuff right like of, of my kids and of my family and, and stuff and um they're like They're sitting in Dropbox or iCloud or whatever. Yeah, And it's one of those things where, like, if those servers just died or if somebody – if I just lost access to them in some way forever, like, I wouldn't have that stuff anymore. And it's weird. Like, it's – like, versus – you know the old thing of like having a scrapbook and being able to open it and having pictures and so i've been thinking that like at some point if i ever get enough free time i'm gonna go through and like pick key pictures that i like and i need to start yeah. printing stuff out and like put it, you know just like having a thing uh like it's not like yeah what am i gonna hand down to my kids like here here's my iCloud password you know here's like, my USB <laughs> what drive. it's weird here's,
0: <laughs> this, uh, this yeah. is very beloved make sure you check uh the folder images slash sprites slash IGS slash media slash banners. There's some good
1: stuff in there. <laughs> right. Come on. Right. And just hope that those image formats are still uh, um, compatible with something. Right. I've, yeah. I have uh, the, the video I have of the first steps my daughter took. Oh. is like i took it with like my like a windows phone that had like a hardware keyboard or something like 320 and it's 20 by
0: 240
1: yeah it's super low res and the format is some whack format that only vlc will open thank god for vlc if you don't have vlc get it oh everybody like
0: vlc i'm feeling that VLC. that is a, my friend is a
1: must own program for everybody VLC. regardless of what you do
0: one of the best pieces of open source software you'll use in your life. It's available everywhere. I have it on my Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. It, and it right. will play a TXT file. Not really. But anything you throw at it. Seriously. QuickTime's like, I don't know what to do. VLC's like, no problem. I got
1: you. Yeah. That's our ad for VLC. Pra- for pra- praise Jesus for VLC.
0: I am, Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is, <laughs> but I love it. I have it on every device I can think of. Well, that's it's the deal. VLC.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> a stand-up bit.
1: yeah um, yeah. it's uh every device i have the same thing I, that's how i run everything um off of my on my ipad i run vlc on my ipad exactly boom love um, it
0: i think we're starting to wind down which for us means it's probably another 20 minutes or so but but um sure. at least uh, here's here's a one here's one question i want to ask before we get into the final bit but um what technology are you currently using to to make your art and your and stuff like what are your what are your like, that's one of the thing i always want to know right is like whether you're a programmer artist community manager like whatever you're doing qa production like what, what are some of your keys like, some of your key tools like what is it blender maya
1: like what, what's your indispensable indispensable tools in your toolkit you know what i mean so i am still i still use i still lean on maya because maya has been kind of an industry standard thing for me basically ever since I got into the industry um, and it still is however I do like that that seems to be changing a little bit and blender seems to be getting mm. just like exponentially cooler and cooler every week mm. um, I could absolutely see like there's nothing that blender can't really do at this point and it's friggin free so blender can and and really with 3D modeling and stuff as long as you're as long as the program you're using, can poop out an FBX like it doesn't matter where it came from right FBX so FBX is the standard FBX is the is a is the 3d export format yeah and and like that's what what, what about OBJ OBJ <laughs> is uh OBJ is also an, it's another one but it doesn't contain as much information I don't think like FBX I, I think you can FBX export an FBX and it also has like texture shader and lighting and right. animation info I, I think OBJ is more like I just need the model I don't I I think, I don't know. We don't, I've I've never really used OBJ because I know that it's more limited in in some ways. I can't really enumerate exactly what the ways are, but, but, uh, but yeah, basically. So at the end of the day, um, you know, regardless of what your, your program is just going to need to poop out on FBX, you may have to fix some stuff about the scale or fix some, like, are you Mm. using X up or Y up or whatever, but like, basically that's, um, Maya is my go-to. I'd love to learn. I'd love to have some uh, to to learn Blender some more. Uh, I personally use a thing called Nomad Sculpt on my iPad for all my mm. sculpting stuff. Um, there's a lot of interesting tools. There's like some really cool um, 3D sculpting stuff that you can do in VR. Um, Adobe bought a uh, company called uh, Algorithmic, who made the Substance Suite of stuff. Mm. So currently, if you want to get a hold of, su- of the Substance software, they do Substance Painter, which lets you kind of do PBR materials on a 3D model. Um, and the, and Substance Designer is a node-based uh, shader creation program. Mm, um, cool. But that's for, you have to be targeting a platform that can do all that, right? You got to be targeting basically PC or um, or, or one of the, Current gen consoles in order for that stuff to really be worth it. Right. Um, if you're targeting, you know, mobile um or just lower spec indie stuff, then you probably don't want to get into all that stuff. But yeah, in in like the triple A space, essentially you're gonna be using Maya and Photoshop,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you're probably gonna be using ZBrush and some shader stuff from like from Substance. Um, me personally, um, with VR, it's a little limited. We for the for uh, when I first got here, we made a game. We made a PC game. We used a lot of um, Substance Painter and stuff. But uh, with the current with our current targeted platform, we've dialed back from that. So yeah, it's you just you got to go for whatever your platform can handle. Um, right. But the, the, the 3D modeling is at the core there. Yeah. I don't know if that That's answers your cool. question.
0: No, it's great. Yeah, I, I know like the the bottom line a lot of times is the tools don't matter. The output matters and stuff, mm-hmm. but I still always like yeah. to hear about the tools, especially just to see where the industry's at. And I get the impression that um with AAA, it probably matters a little bit more because it is bigger teams and more collaborative. And if you're all using the same software, it kind of makes things a little bit easier as opposed to like, well, technically this weird program I like to use can handle PSD files, but it'll mangle yeah. them and, you know... <laughs> Like Rebecca over here hates it. I keep sending these yeah. weird files. Like, what'd you do to this file? <laughs> Why is yeah. it weird?
1: It's a great point. At an indie studio, it is more about like just whatever. As long as the file you compatibility is there, who cares? But yeah, at a AAA, at a bigger studio, you're going to have like, you're going to have a tools group that is making tools. You're going to have like a whole Maya shelf that's just filled with right. tools that's being made by your entire tools team in order to speed things up and have certain exporting mm-hmm. stuff. And like, yeah. The bigger you go, the more it's going to be like, no, 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 this is the software you use. Or you'll yeah. go to someplace and it's like, we're a My House. And another place will be like, no, we're a 3ds Max house. And like, that's what you yeah. use. Don't give me any grief. If like, if you don't know this, then like, sorry, we're, you know, it's likely you're not going to get hired. <laughs> um, right. but I do like, I like, I said, I do like that more and more Blender is getting a lot of interest and stuff. So, um, I love that's C-Nope cool. Source.
0: Yeah. Pick up speed. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, this has been interesting and, uh, maybe we'll do it again someday, but let's <clears throat> the final question. Are you ready?
1: Oh, Jesus. I'm, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I think I've asked you this before. You might have something in mind, but this is probably a question we'd be asking everybody, but, um, I just happen to know you haven't made a game by yourself, but if you did make a game all by yourself, what do you think you might make?
1: Um, um. if i made a game all by myself i think i would drill down onto like a single mechanic and i would just make um i would i would i would make a game about a single mechanic and then like probably to the point of like comedic effect you know what i mean like i uh, i would hmm. say like this is going to be the single i'm going to make a game where it's all about um like it's it's like it's basically Diablo, except I'm gonna strip away everything except smashing barrels. Like mm. you go into this dungeon and you have no weapons. All you have Barrel is this like, all you have is a crowbar and you can walk up and smack barrels, and doing so alerts the monsters and they come after you, and then you gotta get out of there. And you just but you better hope there's something cool in the barrels, and then you gotta like go do something else. You know, like or, or just some kind of thing where Real it's Smasher. like a yeah but but i I wouldn't pick a um I think I would probably pick a mechanic that was um that was like kind of a, a hilariously odd choice, you know what I mean like mm-hmm. um just I thought um to give it a, to give it a hook to give it a weird hook or something mm. <laughs> that can yeah, be yeah, done yeah. super well but like I'm not an indie game dev so I'm saying like I would also, do I would limit myself in that regard because I, you know, I can't do all of the different aspects of things. Limitations, limitations are great. Limitations, we've definitely you talked free. about this before. They do. Did you, did you listen to my podcast, John? Make, make, I the did. Game yes. Of the
0: last, I think it was the last episode. How limitations set you free.
1: I'm and a good big uh, brother. I listen to your podcast.
0: All right. John Hackett, veteran AAA <laughs> game developer, listened to it. So if it's good enough for him, that's uh, you should go check mm-hmm. out after this episode that's right. um, very cool well maybe someday uh i can i can help you make that when we're both like 80 years old and uh retired and and uh and and dying <laughs> but in the meantime uh this was great dude i really appreciate your time and uh maybe you'll
1: we'll do it again someday uh, i don't know i don't know how to end this yeah i i don't either but yeah thanks for having me and this is fun and we should uh yeah who, who knows what the future may hold yeah thanks bro Sure thing.
0: So just the other day, I got an unexpected package in the mail, and it was a lovely microphone from the Make the Game wishlist on Amazon, just what I needed. And it had a note. Thanks for making such amazing content, Matt. All the best from New Zealand. Ah, my melting heart. I want to give a shout out to Regan. This is so helpful for the show. I'm using the microphone right now. It sounds great. Thank you so much. Pretty soon, I'm launching a big companion piece to my book, How to Make a Video Game All By Yourself, called Making Big Indie Games. It's an ebook, and it's a video series wrapped up into a big package, and it's gonna be really cool. Look for that soon. Thanks for checking out this episode. You are being played out by Screensaver by Kevin McLeod, which you are free to use in your own projects. And now it's time for you to go make the game. been to Canada mm-hmm. uh I did not have poutine but I have had poutine I just didn't have it in Canada <laughs>